0: Hello and welcome to Spotlight on Business, brought to you by NatWest with me, Mary Portas. In this podcast series, we're concentrating on the topics that matter most to UK businesses and discussing both the challenges and opportunities they face in today's business world. Each week, I'm joined by an experienced professional from some of the UK's leading companies to focus on themes such as marketing, exporting and finance shining a light on the areas that businesses need to know about and to act on to succeed and this week the spotlight is on hr and with me is chu chow co-founder and cmo of perkbox the uk's leading employee and customer engagement platform perkbox's mantra is that employees happiness is the key to success Chu, welcome to the podcast, and thank you so much for joining me. But um, before we jump into today's subject, why don't you tell us a little about the origins of Perkbox and why you set the company up?
1: Thanks, Mary. Thanks for having me. Well, Perkbox is not an overnight success. We started the business, me and my co-founder, about seven years ago, and we pivoted a few times. Um,
0: What do you mean pivoted? You started it and then stopped?
1: Yeah, so we started out as a Groupon for business, it was actually called huddle buy, but we just didn't make enough money. There wasn't any margins to be had. And so we were saying, oh, my gosh, what are we doing? I left a really good job at Microsoft to do this. But we carried on. And what happened next was that we, we met up with WorldPay. And WorldPay said, hey, look, you have a really interesting platform here. It's discounts and savings for businesses. We have several hundred thousand businesses that we want to engage and motivate Why don't you build a platform for us? And so that's what we did. So we became a white label solution provider for WorldPay. So we call it the WorldPay Benefits Club. It's live today as well. And then from there, these businesses were saying, we love your benefits and perks, um, but you know what? You have these personal benefits. Can I buy a few extra licenses to give to my staff? So basically
0: you started off doing a white label for a huge organization. Yes. And then you spun that off and thought, right, I'm going to offer this to small businesses who perks to their employees... And They is. were
1: asking for it. They wanted extra perks to give to their, to their staff. And so that's how we splintered off. So, look, right, great. If you want perks to motivate your staff, we will give it to you. And that's how Perkbox, as well, a brand... But why
0: don't they do it on their own? If that does that sound... I mean, it's you know, it's I hard, a business. it's hard.
1: Imagine if you're a small business owner, you're busy already running a business. You have a staff of, say, 10, 20, 50 employees. You may not have an HR professional in, in the building or yeah. to source these discounts and savings to think about employee engagement. So we use technology to connect... Uh, the, the employees with their staff and what we actually do is we have an, an interesting brand we have a very lovely and friendly brand so what we're doing is we're bringing a piece of perk box to the workplace so a lot of buyers uh, a, lot of, a lot of our clients love the fact that we are a fun brand because they want that bit of magic at their workplace as well because it
0: shows them to be a, a business that has magic and fun and heart at the heart of it so really i want to talk to you about hr and how companies of all shapes and sizes can cultivate this happy and effective workplace you talk about happiness what strikes me sitting here with you today is if we were even having a conversation you know 20 years ago and putting happiness as the core objective Mm -hmm. in a business people would go turn it off because it was always about focusing on profit wasn't it absolutely so tell me how you put happiness at the center while still keeping your eye on the growth
1: it's about building the right culture so happiness is part of that. So we believe that a great company needs to have a great culture. And as part of that great culture, you need great leadership. And great leadership recognize staff engagement and happiness. So it's all linked together. So we believe that great cultures support great performance. Success is a side effect. It's an output of having a great culture. And supporting happiness in that sense inevitably drive success.
0: When I'm listening, and I'm with you on culture, if if, if small businesses are listening, they think, well, how do I identify what my culture is? What do you mean by that? Because it's unique to each business. Absolutely. Tell me how you found yours and decided. Give me some of the the cultural ways that Mm -hmm. you describe and and behave as a business.
1: In my view, every company has a culture.
0: Mm -hmm. Some not so good, some not so good. You
1: see it as almost like a living entity, you need to nurture it. If you want it to be happy and successful and growing, you need to treat it nicely and, 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 and apply the leadership and the support that the student management needs to do to create a great culture. But do
0: you write it down? Do you write down what your vision is for your business as a leader, first of all?
1: As a leader, that's your job. You need to have a mission. What's and your in, mission? Tell me your mission. To build a better society, one relationship at a time. That's nice. And we believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Mm-hmm. And I... Practice what I preach. We practice what we preach. And we have a set of values as well. We have six values. Tell me them. One of them is zero fear.
0: Zero fear.
1: Absolutely. So as we grow bigger, so we have over 250 employees now. And my concern is politics. When you get that big, are people going to be afraid to tell you the truth because of your level of seniority, because you work for a different department, what have you? You need to break that down. We're all here to succeed and to support each other. That's the Perkbox way. I don't want anyone to have any fear in telling the truth. Because we all believe that it's in the view that we are supporting each other. So values tell us tell how we treat. Um, it's not a job, it's a family. And I genuinely like that as well because it talks about how we celebrate stages in people's lives. If you know, people we celebrate people leaving perk boxes. Oh well. so
0: do we at mine. I mean, yeah, we do it as well. Yeah. And we and we do time. Yeah, I think that's a very important thing, celebrating leaving. And feeling they're going to go off into the world having learnt something, having worked absolutely,
1: with you. Absolutely, yeah.
0: absolutely. Yeah. We're going to get on, aren't we? <laughs> it, <laughs> we're sitting here and we're going to get it, on. I, you know, the thing is, we practice
1: what we preach and I think I wish other companies can understand that success and culture go hand in hand. You don't necessarily need just to focus on the money to be successful. Mm -hmm. Focus on the people. Treat them like real people and and friends, and you'll get the success.
0: Now, 90% of your staff are millennials, which means the company's at the forefront of HR innovation and designed to attract and retain the, the best new talent. If you read some of the lesser newspapers, they talk about millennials as the laziest group of people. Mm -hmm. They they do. Let's talk about this (laughs) in there. And yet, that's our future. I I employ many millennials. I personally really like having them in my business. Talk to me about millennials and how you empower them Mm -hmm. and what you think the difference is between millennials and the way they want to work, which in effect is going to be the future.
1: Some of the things that millennials want are things that, Every generation wants. They want a better workplace. They want great leadership. They want a place where they can feel at home, good culture. The difference with millennials is that they're not afraid to talk about it. Mm. They're not afraid to speak their mind. They're not afraid to leave a business if they don't provide what they want. So, What
0: about hours? Flexibility
1: and hours. It's tricky. It depends on the company. But for us, it's about not setting rules but guidelines. You know, We need them to understand that we trust them. Mm. Uh, that they need to deliver on their goals and results and we're all here to succeed and not let that be a distraction but a way to increase productivity. I need... love
0: Netflix's one that they have which is freedom and responsibility which is, you know, mm-hmm. here's your responsibilities to the business but you're free as an individual Absolutely. to approach it in your way which I think it really kind of sums it up. So if you think you want to leave it too <laughs> and that's totally fine because you, you're responsibly overseeing whatever needs to be done. Then that's okay, isn't it?
1: It's trust and communication.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Trust is a very, very important word in business. And I, and I really like that. How do you define your company culture overall at Perkbox? So, for example, when someone comes to be interviewed by you, mm-hmm. is, is that, do they, you talk about your culture then? And do you sort of give them a wonderful handbook or a little video? Or how do you make sure it's always there? We just be ourselves. I think
1: thing about management and, and, and where I sit as a co founder is that I get out of the way. We hire people who exhibit the perk box culture and mm. let them run around and, and talk and be themselves. People who come into our office just feels the energy they feel the energy. They feel the buzz, the music. Um,
0: Music's we're, so important, isn't it? Yeah. So many yeah. people don't put that in their office. I love music.
1: And we're genuine about ourselves. Yeah. So we, we're not trying to be somebody else. I think that's the most, most important thing about having a great culture, be yourselves and make sure that the people who are there enjoy that similarity.
0: Yes, and right? also it's, it's important not to try and be cool when you you know no, <laughs> let's yeah. be trendy and cool because that's the new way to be it has to be sincere absolutely doesn't it? and really well, certain it businesses are
1: like for example financial services can be very very productive but they don't have to have the perk box culture in terms of like loud music no they're in security or having a great culture means that everyone's aligned and love how they treat each other it doesn't have to be fun and loud
0: what about feedback processes how do you do that You know, do do you have a review with the team? Do you have a 360 degree review where everybody might have a say on how someone's performing or is it an ongoing organic process?
1: We have a great HR team. I think Mm. that's the most important thing. We have Sean. He he calls himself the people director. If people go to him and talk about their their challenges, he he comes to me and, and tells me what's going on. Uh, and also, he's like my mirror. He says, "Chew, did you actually say that, or and mean what you just said?" Um, so he makes me reflect. And he tells us about um, the right feedback that managers should have with their staff on a regular basis. The daily feedback is more important than the structured once a month or quarterly or annual feedback. That's I think it's antiquated. It needs to change. Feedback happens in real time. It happens when people need it. More more employee centric feedback, not HR processes driven
0: feedback. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's really something that's ongoing and having an open dialogue and communication keeps coming up time and time again, communication. And as you said, people feeling they're able to discuss it with you anytime. Zero fear, I really like that. What are other areas in HR space do businesses or should they be mindful as they grow? For example, health and safety and employment law.
1: That's table stakes. You need to have that as you you grow a business. You need to have the right consultation. But the way HR is... Coming and changing over the next few years is that all the admin aspects of HR are no longer managed by HR in the traditional way. You have technology for that. You can log in at any manager, you can download a PDF on what the procedures are. What HR should be doing is helping support management in creating a great culture, career development, training, personalized development, and creating a, a employer brand of choice. So we're talking about millennials, right? They want to work at a great place, but how do they look at a place? They look at a place, a company, like they look at another brand. Is that a fun place? They look at social media, look at your Facebook page. Can I be associated with this kind of environment? And that branding, the employer branding is so powerful and HR should be right there in the middle of it.
0: Going back to the mentality of work, we spend something like a third of our entire lives at work. So the working environment is absolutely incredibly important. So what are some of the other important factors people should consider when creating a great working environment?
1: It's about communication. I start with communication mm-hmm. because you need to understand what your employees want. It's, it's not just trying to be somebody else. You need to be yourselves. right? And, and and talking with the people who are most influential across the business, it doesn't mean they're the most senior either. So uh-huh. identify what I call these cultural cornerstones, these people who exhibit your culture through and through and talk to them so, and ask them. So we have Maddie, for example. She's She's been with us for four or five years now, one of the most you know, tenured employees, and she'll tell you how, like it is. And that's such great feedback as management because you need someone who you can just talk to. So like, are people happy? Are they genuinely happy or are they just telling me they're happy? Mm. And, and you need that kind of feedback. And once you have that feedback, you can create co- a culture that's, more relevant and genuine to to Mm. employees.
0: It's terribly important that you do have that because, you know, no matter how... When you are senior, there are things that you do oversee and no matter how open you are and saying, come and talk to me Mm. and the zero fear, sometimes it is tough. So there's huge statistics on stress and mental well-being and work. I think it's like one in four people suffer with it, don't they? I mean, how do you, you know, embrace people to talk about that and, and, and ensure that the working environment doesn't um, promote that rather than make their lives better? It's a taboo.
1: It starts with training the managers, right? They're the front line of of, of management, right? Those people who are dealing with people with lots of challenges every day in and day out, telling them and teaching them how to recognize the symptoms and responding to them in the most appropriate way. We also have consultants coming in. So we, we work with a company called Sanctus and they are just um, mental well-being experts that come in. You, you block out a half an hour sessions with them, uh, and we just have room for that.
0: And are there any sort of one-size-fits-all tips that things that companies can do that are just simple and effective?
1: I think the most, most effective thing I could say is to, to have the founder or the manager of the, or the owner of the business be themselves and be mm. open because everything that person does gets looked at. So be fun. Start that. You know, those crazy ideas and, and be, be part of the culture. I mean, that's so important because it's no good having a great culture when the management isn't attached to it. Mm. They, don't, they don't feel that it's genuine. So that's really important. So if you're
0: sitting at your desk, say, at 7 o'clock at night, most of them will be sitting mm-hmm. at their desk at 7 o'clock at night.
1: Not necessarily, but <laughs> I, I want them to do what they think is right. And I sit with the team. I don't have a corner office.
0: And so with that, talking about working hours, with the technology and the ability to work remotely, will the future of our workplace be rapidly changing, do you think?
1: It's changing already. How how much do
0: you think business has changed in the
1: last 20 years? Well, we talk about the gig economy now, right? So people are are deploying their services in in piecemeal fashion. So if you want me to do this, I can do this, I can do that. So they they manage their own hours. So people who are freelancing uh, much more now than they've ever done in the past and in terms of full time employees, we actively promote uh, productivity and, and, and goal setting and career development as, as the input, whether they choose to be there eight hours a day or six hours a day, doesn't matter to us because we trust them, that's but right. we hold them accountable. You can't just say, okay, I'll be oh, working no, the whole week and have nothing to show for yes. it either, right? Yes. So we, we
0: have what we call progress, not activity. It's not how many hours you that's spend a, great, a
1: That's a great way to put it.
0: It's how much we get done, which is really important. Um, what do you think will become the biggest HR challenges in the future?
1: I think the biggest HR challenges is to, to adapt to technology, to allow companies to be more responsive to employee needs. Right? So we're talking about creating great cultures, individualised career development programmes. That's a lot of work. So HR needs to be a lot more efficient. So they need to leverage technology where they can and not get bogged down by the admin aspect of HR. So the employee kind of handbooks and what have you, things that could be uploaded online so managers could just access that, understand how to respond to particular issues and allow HR to do the real people issues, to really consult, talk about mental being, talk about how how to build a great culture. That's where HR drives the most value, I think.
0: Do you think our measure of growth is going to be different in the future? Will we have a happiness monitor as opposed to just GDP? (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely
1: I'd love to have that. I'd so love I. to have that. Um and you know, society what what is what is valuable to a society is a question is it GDP or is it general happiness? Mm. And I think that's what our leaders need to really think about and really talk about. You know, um if you can measure their happiness or have a score I'd, I'd love to support that and mm. talk about the general well-being. You know, are they are parents uh, getting uh, enough time to spend with their kids? What kind of what kind of generation are you raising when you don't have time to spend with your kids? How do you measure that well, you know uh, productivity um needs to be measured in a much better way as well because it is a function of cultural uh kind of inputs as well as uh, re- revenue and financial uh sort of output
0: and I say businesses that would be listening to this you know in some ways this has to be the way to 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 run businesses in the future, otherwise we will not attract the millennials and the next generation of, of workers and our future will we
1: absolutely absolutely.
0: You've been listening to The Spotlight on Business Podcast from NatWest with me, Mary Porter. So my thanks this week to Chu Chow, co-founder of Perkbox. That was terrific. Thank you. Thank you very much. To discover more information on what we've discussed today, business insight, local events, and stories from businesses facing the same challenges as you, search NatWest Business Hub or go to natwestbusinesshub.com, where you can also find links to watch our Spotlight sessions. I'll be back next week with a special Top Tips podcast. But until then, from me, Mary Portas, thanks for listening.